The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The Word of God we want to consider today is again our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the eighth Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 18 to 22, where the Apostle Paul was inspired to write, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in pains of the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. My dear friends in Christ, what Paul is telling us here, of course, is that as Christians living in a sinful world, we can expect there to be sufferings, problems, and troubles that we face in this life. And, well, a problem that we can expect is to be tempted by Satan and, well, the unbelieving world around us and by our own sinful flesh. And we can expect that because, oh, Satan would like to have as many people as possible in his clutches and, and well, misery loves company, like I said, would like to have us not enjoying the blessings of God, but having as many people as possible suffering with him in the eternal punishment of hell. Now what he already has, of course, is already, already has oh, the unbelieving angels, the angels who rebelled against God with him. He has them and, and he has all unbelievers in his grasp already. And well, that means he doesn't have to try to pull those unbelievers away from God, but he has them in his grasp already. So what we as believers can expect is that God, Satan is going to go after us and try to lead us astray. And part of our being led astray would be just because of the fact that living in this sinful world, we're not always going to fit in and that's not always going to be comfortable for us. And that's part of the suffering that we have to bear. We're not going to fit in, nor should we want to fit in with the unbelieving world around us. See, what God has done is God's called us to faith and he set us apart to be his believing children and, and also his witnesses in this sinful world. And because we're hopefully all faithfully witnessing to our Savior, we may face ridicule and and persecution for the fact that we stand up for Jesus. But what we really have to recognize is, is that really suffering when we face ridicule for our faith? Because we have our faith. We have our Savior. We have the forgiveness of sins. The ridicule, the persecution that we have well, that is suffering, that is hardship, 
but the blessings that we have in Jesus, they are so great. Now, the present sufferings that Paul is talking about here, that would include things like the pains, the diseases, the virus threats, and, and all of those things that could affect, afflict us in this life. Well, Paul says, though, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. Because we're Christians, we can expect sufferings in this life. And we can recognize, though, that we kind of deserve those things because we are sinners. Our text says, though, that it's not only sinners that suffer, though, it's all creation that suffers with us. All creation bears the consequences of sin. Paul says, For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. What Paul means by creation is all of nature around us because of sin, animals and plants and the world and the whole universe is affected by sin and bears the consequences of our sin and is suffering because of that. And we can see that in the death of plants and animals, the pollution, the general deterioration of our world, oh, new viruses and, and diseases, all of that shows how the creation is suffering because of sin. But now nature hasn't been subjected to sin, not because it sinned, can't sin, but because God in his wisdom knew that that's the way things needed to proceed since the fall into sin. He decided that he would make nature subject to sin and death. And mostly, most likely, God did that so that we're not living in a, in a perfect world. And, well, if we were living in a perfect world, it'd be so easy to become too attached to this life and not to live the lives of hope that God wants us to live. See, he wants us to live lives of hope, looking ahead to future glory. If, imagine if our world was still like it was before the fall into sin back in the Garden of Eden. We'd all love it here. It's a, it would be a perfect place. Something that's hard for us to grasp, a perfect place. We'd want to stay here forever, but God again wants us to live lives of hope looking forward to future glory in heaven. Paul pictures all of nature as looking ahead to that glory also. He says, the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. And now that's going to take place, of course, on the last day, on Judgment Day. The creation is look, looking forward to that day, as Paul says here, in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. 
this passage leads us to think that God probably on the last day won't annihilate and destroy the current creation, but that instead what God is going to do is liberate the current creation from the sin that infects it and make it a new heaven and a new earth and restore things to like they were before the fall into sin. And he uses that picture here saying that the creation looks forward kind of like the pregnant woman looks forward to the day when she finally gives birth, goes through the pains of childbirth and, and doesn't have to endure those things and can instead look forward to the newborn baby. Well, Paul says, we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth up to the present time. Nature wants to rid itself of the death and destruction that afflicts it because of sin. Just as a mother, in a sense, looks forward to the day when the pregnancy is over because the baby is born. Mother looks forward to that, get past the pains of childbirth. Well, all creation bears the consequences of sin. But, well, God's creation is looking forward to its new birth and in the new heaven and the new earth that is going to be made. Just as you and I are looking forward to God giving us glorified bodies in the new heaven and the new earth where we're no longer contaminated by sin. When he takes us to that new heaven and new earth and we can enjoy God's blessings and God's presence forever. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, as we live in the sinful world, we expect suffering, trials and troubles. Help us to believe you'll always use our suffering to serve our eternal good and help us remember the glory and joy of heaven that we can expect because of Jesus our Savior. We pray in his name. Amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.